Hey, and welcome to And the Podcast Goes To, an awards season podcast from ScreenCrush.com. I'm Aaron Whitney, coming at you from New York City. And I am Britt Hayes, coming from Austin, Texas. All right. So awards. So- <laughs> yeah, let's talk about awards. Let's talk about them Oscars. <laughs> the Oscars that I woke up for at 6 a.m. on three hours of sleep while it's Sundance because the Academy stupidly decides to announce them at the crack of dawn. It just seems really cruel. I don't know. Like, you don't even have time to get coffee at that point. You guys are brave. Oh, yeah. like, you and Matt got up so early. I mean, I got up early for me, which is like 7. 7 is like an ungodly hour. <laughs> but I can't complain because you're the real heroes. I wonder, what was your... I didn't ask you before. What was your thoughts on um, the new format? Because this year, instead of a live audience, it was in front... It was like a, a pre-recorded digital thing where different actors were introducing each um each nominee was I don't know what what did you think about it I mean to be honest I didn't really get to watch it much like I started watching it and it was like Terrence Howard was talking and I was like oh yeah that guy I don't particularly like him um but uh I mean I was so busy just trying to like get the the list of nominees up and they were so fast like even with a different format they were still just like really quickly moving through them Mm mm-hmm and so you think I that if they of, recorded them early, that they would have at least, like, I don't know, put more time in between? Because there's no race to, to announce it right away. But they still rushed through it pretty quickly. Yeah, it was just like, let's just get this over with. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it was fine. It seemed like a, a nice change of pace from the usual having people stand in front of a podium and tell a room full of people all the nominees I don't know I mean like yeah sure it's fine I guess whatever at least there was no musical number so <laughs> that's true and there were some mistakes um when the list went up online oh yeah were listed as nominated who weren't nominated which was insane I think it was like wasn't Amy Adams listed for best actress yeah it was like Amy Adams and like Sully for something oh, and Tom like Hanks, Sully right it was so weird like they just I don't know how they screwed that up. Like, don't you guys know what your nominees are going to be before you do this? How did you screw that up? Yeah, embarrassing. Someone got fired. Yeah, maybe it was rigged. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe There was some, like, Russian interference with the Oscar ballot. I mean, honestly, probably happened. (laughs) I would not be surprised. Russia's Um, going to pick our Oscar nominees. Let's talk about these, these nominees that happened I guess we'll just we'll start with best picture which is really really long list this year like it doesn't yeah. have to be 10 but what they got they got like is it 10 I can't it's, count uh, right now it's nine nine okay so nine I don't know they're fine I mean like happily surprised to see like arrival on there yeah you know La La Land was like a, a no duh really happy about Moonlight mm-hmm Eight nominations, right? Eight. Um, Oscars? No, it got fourteen. Moonlight? Oh, sorry, I I, I jumped ahead to La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> sorry, rewind. Yeah, Moonlight eight um got eight nominations, which is I think the the second most. And La La Land tied for like the all time number, right? With, right, it with tied with Titanic. The- yeah, Titanic and All About Eve as the most nominations ever. Titanic, that, that year was the first year I ever really watched the Oscars. Oh, that really? started my obsession. I watched with my mom. because I saw Titanic three times in the theater. Wow. 
I'm jealous. I was in junior high. I know. <laughs> in junior high, I don't know. I, I thought it was like the greatest thing, but it's a really weird movie to go see in the theater three times. It's super long too for yeah, right? for the 90s. Yeah, I remember just like that year, it was like every cat, well, it felt like every category was like Titanic, Titanic, but I think like last year or something, I went back and looked and it didn't win as many awards as I remember it winning. <laughs> <laughs> La La Land might though. I mean, everyone, yeah. everyone's gaga for La La Land. Yep, seems like it. I feel I like have... the biggest surprise, um, or at least I didn't totally expect to see Lion and Hacksaw Ridge and Hell or High Water make it into Best Picture. Yeah, we need... Okay. <laughs> I still haven't watched Lion. I know, like, this is like maybe the third time on the podcast I've mentioned I still haven't watched Lion. I've had a screener for like months now, and I guess I should finally watch it because I think it's the only film on the list... Well, besides Captain Fantastic that I still haven't seen. So I need to... Yeah, I need to watch it, I guess, but I, I don't know. It just I mean, seems not... like I already know what that's going to be like. Yeah, it's kind of exactly what you expect. I mean... I honestly, I kind of like it in the sense of, I mean, the first hour of it, I think, is really fantastic because you spend almost the whole time um, with uh, the little boy, Sonny Power, who's incredible. He's just this, like, really intense screen presence. He doesn't really have much dialogue, but you're just sort of watching him wandering through these streets alone and, like, your heart is breaking and you're crying the entire time and you literally do not stop crying in this movie. <laughs> like, I was just wiping my eyes from start to finish. Um, and then I think it loses itself. There's like a pivot when we, you know, meet him later and he's played by Dev Patel. And I think the movie kind of loses some momentum there. And I don't know if I think out of anything in, in the best picture category, it's it's definitely one of the weakest um, next to Hacksaw Ridge. But I can see why it would definitely please Oscar voters. It's definitely that tearjerker based on a true story kind of thing. I mean, I can't really fault them much right now. We are in very dark times <laughs> yes. in this country. So if that made them feel good, all right, you can have it. Like, I'm done judging people for what makes them feel good. Like, <laughs> I will not judge you for your pumpkin spice lattes anymore. <laughs> wow. Lion seems like the pumpkin spice latte of the Oscars. <laughs> they oh can have God, it. Oh, my God, that's so accurate. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we need to talk about... Before we talk about Hacksaw Ridge, which is going to take up so much of my energy, <laughs> uh, Hell or High Water is like the weirdest thing to me because it kind of, it really caught on here at the Austin Film Critics Association. Like I was surprised how how many people voted for it where it ended up on the final ballot. And I mean, like, I don't dislike it. I think it's a fine movie. It's enjoyable. Um it's, you know, a little better than your average, you know, Western small town thriller. But I don't think it's particularly that great. I don't think that, I mean, I think Jeff Bridges is good. I think all the performances are good, but I don't think that they're that amazing. Like, I just think it's like, it's fine. I, I agree with you in the sense of, I don't think it's, I liked it, but I don't think it's really worthy of a Best Picture nomination, especially considering things that didn't get nominated. Like, the fact that Jackie isn't nominated for Best Picture makes me just want to, like, destroy everything within 10 feet of me right now and, like, yes. room on fire. I'm looking at the things I could throw that wouldn't <laughs> cause too much damage but would also be satisfying to my rage. But that makes sense, I guess. That's, that's a little more of a weird outlier that wouldn't really make it in. But then there's also, I mean, there's The Handmaiden. There's, um, I mean, just there's so many films this year that I think 
say so much more and do so much more than Hell or High Water. Even small like Sundance films like The Fits or um, Cretia, like those movies, I think have an, a, phen- a phenomenal impact that um, are just are so well done that of course would never get recognized at the Oscars. But I would love to see them instead of Hell or High Water get nominated. Oh man. Imagine if Cretia had been nominated for Best Picture, that like left field nomination where like a lot of people hadn't seen it and they would go like seek it out. I mean, like it's so good. It really. Yeah. I mean, like in Jackie not being on this and The Handmaiden, I had to make peace with The Handmaiden months ago when South Korea didn't even submit it as their choice. And I thought, well. There goes that because there's no way the Academy right. is going to take a South Korean film and nominate it in all the major categories. Like there's no way, which is crappy. Yeah. Depressing, but not as depressing as Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> Tell me, Britt, how do you feel about Hacksaw Ridge? I don't think we've uh, we've heard your opinions yet. <laughs> it is a garbage movie for garbage people. Um, <laughs> a movie God, for 2017. I, it's so weird to me. Like it's so weird like setting aside any personal feelings about Mel Gibson like whatever I'm I'm totally a believer in like you know alcoholism is a disease and people say and do things that they wouldn't normally do because they're not themselves and blah 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 blah. like okay fine whatever let's just look at the movie this is a bad movie (laughs) (laughs) that is a fact yes I don't give a shit what Mel Gibson is doing the movie he made is not good uh, it's, it's like incredibly heavy handed. It's so heavy handed. It was like made with a sledgehammer. It's awful. I think like, this is going to be one of those nominees that in like 10, 15 years, people are going to be like, wait, what the hell? Like, how did that get nominated? What were people doing in 2017 when they voted for this movie? It's like a lifetime TV movie spliced together with like the brutal war of like something close to like it wants to be saving private Ryan. So yes, it tries so to like go for those gut punches, but it's basically like saving Forrest Gump. I don't know. <laughs> like it's very gumpy. Andrew is. Garfield is like, he goes full gump. And Hugo weaving is really bad in it. It's just really bad performances from a lot of people all around. I mean like weirdly when Vince Vaughn is the best thing in your movie, like that is very questionable. It is true. And then Mel Gibson got a Best Director nomination, which honestly really shocked me. I don't know. I mean, I guess I could see it for that one action sequence. We've talked about that before. I think that's like the best directed sequence in that movie. But again, I also think that it really depends on that scene depends on the violence and this like brutality to make it look like it's it's greater than it is. It's really just a bunch of he's really just setting a bunch of Asian people on fire and like spinning them <laughs> through the air. That's that's really what that movie is. I know. Up. It has that one scene too where it's like trying to sympathize. Oh, right, with the the, the guy yeah. that's smoking, like the there's like a soldier and doesn't like yeah. Garfield like light a cigarette and they have some sort of like touching moment together. Yeah, like trying to acknowledge that like, you know, they're human too and like they were also doing their de- I don't know. It's like really stupid. I and Andrew Garfield, like, it's astonishing to me that he gets nominated for Best Actor for Hacksaw Ridge instead of something like Silence. But it's like, he's just so bad at Hacksaw Ridge. He's just like, I can't, I can't pick up a gun. It's against <laughs> my beliefs. Like, I, it's really awful. Like, I don't think, I mean, the, the true story of Desmond Doss is really remarkable. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, like you just have so much respect and admiration for this man who believes so much in his convictions, but wanted to serve, even though he was a conscientious objector. Um, like, I really think that that's incredible. You don't need to embellish it to this like outlandish degree and make him seem like this Christ-like figure. Like he's already heroic. He's already admirable. Like I think the best thing you could do would just be to like humanize him and show that he was a flawed human being and, but that he still did this like incredible thing. Like instead it's like, he's Jesus. He's like country fried Jesus. <laughs> it's so terrible. I don't know. I'm yeah. like, I'm really, I'm I was you. having this conversation the other day where I was just like, you know, I don't think that that's worthy of an Oscar nomination, but I'm like, what what is worthy of an Oscar nomination? Like, what are the Oscars really anymore? Yeah. What is an Oscar movie? At this point, I don't know. I'm questioning it. Well, should we jump into things that we're happy about? Yeah, what yeah. Some let's good talk surprises? about things. What are you happy about? Um, I'm thrilled to see Isabel Huppert nominated <sighs> for Best Actress. That's just awesome. Law and Order SVU guest star Isabel Huppert. <laughs> oh yes. If you haven't seen that Law & Order SVU episode, it is phenomenal. Isabel Huppert, um, well, I don't want to spoil it, but she shoots someone who is like a longtime character and then holds them hostage, and it's absolutely fucking nuts. <laughs> Pause this, go watch it, then come back. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll be back then. Um, <laughs> yeah, the actress category is pretty... I mean, the first three it's are like pretty interesting. Take. Yeah, it's like, okay, so we got Ruth Nega, Isabel Huppert, Natalie Portman, all three I'm so thrilled to see, Emma Stone, of course, but then Meryl Streep in place of Annette Bening. Ugh. That's just I really love upsetting. Meryl, but no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this I just can't. was like such a typical role that would get her a nomination, and she's good in it, and I enjoyed her, but Annette Benning is phenomenal in 20th Century Women, and that film got snubbed so much in the Oscar nominations. I was so certain that Annette Benning would get nominated, and I even thought she might even win. I thought that too. Yeah, a couple months ago. I really thought so, because I just thought, like, watching that movie, I'm like, this is it. Like, this is... It doesn't have, like, the big flashing like invisible for your consideration sign over it like it's not a big flashy performance it's very like low-key this is great she deserves like 10 awards yeah. and no, she's getting like none it really bums me out it is nice to see it in um the best original screenplay category that's that's pretty exciting that is good yeah definitely um yeah I, I let's see Mahershala Ali for Moonlight that's really exciting Oh yeah, he has to win, or else, or else I. Michael riot. Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. Like, look, I'm not gonna complain. I love Michael Shannon, and I like Nocturnal Animals more than most people. I think he should be nominated for something else and win for something else. But I'll yeah, take it. Out of all seven roles last year that he did, Nocturnal Animals isn't his best. <laughs> I honestly can't wait to see what he's gonna wear to the Oscars. Oh my god, I hope he wears a Hawaiian shirt. I really hope so. I hope he wears, like, a Muppet costume. <laughs> that would be Oscar-worthy in itself. <laughs> um, a lot of Manchester by the Sea love, which I'm okay with, too, because I think that it is a very good movie that grows on me the more I think about it. 
I don't know. There's just not that much that's that exciting this year. I mean, Viola Davis for Fences, while a predictable nominee, is still really exciting. And I yes. don't think there's any way that she loses that category. If oh, she does, no. I will eat my own cat. <laughs> I really hope she doesn't in that case. I hope so. Yeah, I'm looking at my cat sleeping right now, and I feel really awful about what I just said. <laughs> if anything, I'm excited to see her acceptance speech. That's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. She primed us at the Golden Globes with um, with both her speech and her introduction speech for Meryl Streep. So now we're just, we're going in. We're ready for the best uh-huh. speech ever. Nice. I am excited about um, the documentary category. I didn't expect it to be this great. Yeah, I was just about to say, I I think that might be the most exciting category for me, weirdly, this year, because... I mean, it's like at least three documentaries in here that like I I love and that we've talked about a lot. I am not your Negro, OJ Made in America, and Thirteenth. Yeah, it's awesome. I didn't think all three of those would get in. I just have like no faith in the Academy voting body, the super white voting body, and so it's really cool to see three films that are like super essential and important right now get nominated. Yeah, it's amazing that like the three strongest documentaries last year were all black centric. And directed by black people like and they're so powerful in their own ways and also I really hope this settles the OJ made in America debate because like it's a dumb debate for one like who cares whatever it was originally made as a film it just aired on TV right get over it (laughs) like (laughs) it's good (laughs) that's the bottom line it's good um yeah I don't know I mean like what did Silence get nominated for? Cinematography. Only cinematography. Yeah. That's it. I will be kind of upset if Moana wins best animated feature over Kubo because Kubo is the best animated film from last year. Yeah. It should definitely win. 100%. Tony Erdman in best foreign language film. I oh, think yeah. that's a really great nominee. Suicide Squad. Oscar nominee Suicide Squad. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. I can't wait for them to reissue that Blu-ray with like Oscar nominee. <laughs> or if it wins, heaven forbid. Oh my gosh. Oscar Oscar winner Suicide Squad. There's no way. I mean, like this is probably going to go to A Man Called Ove, which I still haven't seen. But like I guarantee it's going to be like that because they're going to be like hmm, Star Trek, Suicide Squad or this acclaimed film. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Uh, oh, another yeah. thing is that Passengers got two nominations. Yeah, what the shit, Oscars? <laughs> not not okay. For production design and what, score? I, yeah. I can't even remember that. All I know is that Imagine Dragons song. That's all I can remember Ugh. from that movie, which is so bad. I mean, we should have known early on. And I think, I, I think we all kind of, we've talked about this, how it seemed like from the outset, it seemed like a movie that was created by an algorithm. <laughs> yes. Like, here is, like, amazing actor. Here is amazing actress. Both beloved. Put them in space. See what happens. Um, yep. I don't even remember the score. I have I, no idea. Yeah. Really I also forgettable. think there were a lot of good scores that were not eligible. Like, I think Arrival was deemed ineligible. And something else I can't remember. But So maybe that opened up spots. And they were like, eh, I guess this movie. I I mean, it it has to go to Jackie. Like, it has to go to Jackie. If it goes to La La Land over Jackie... I mean, it's it's probably going to happen. I will commit murder (laughs) of something. I will find... I don't know. I'm 
that just like infuriates me. Like Mika Levy is the greatest and that score is incredible. Like that you have to give Jackie. I mean, the even worse than that is if you give it to passengers, like nobody remembers the passenger <laughs> score. That cannot happen. But it's, I don't know, this year is uh, not looking too great so far. No, I mean, like, you know what? If you want to give La La Land best original song for, like, City of Stars, which is really, like, the only great song in that movie, go bananas. Yeah, give I'm it, fine with give that. It to that. That's okay with me. Yeah. As long as they, the troll song doesn't win and I don't have to hear it again, I'm happy. I don't think I've ever heard it at all. Really? Oh, my God. It's the worst song of last year. <laughs> I'm not, worse I'm than Imagine to... Dragons. Actually, okay, second worst. <laughs> but now, damn it, now it's stuck in my head just because I was thinking about it. I'm sure you've heard it. It's like playing all the time in every You're public have to location. Sing it, sing it to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not happening. Or just like hum it, hum it for me. Hum a few bars. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> All right, I'll try it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I really like give give La La Land best original song. I mean, I would really love, even though I am not as big of a fan as Moana as everyone else, but I would love to see Lin Manuel Miranda get his egot. That right. would be really cool. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda for president. <laughs> I'm down. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, for sure. What else is there? Is there anything anything else interesting? It's kind of like a boring year. It's like occasional cool things. Yeah, because it wasn't like like last year we didn't really know what the front runner was going to be. This year there's like three main front runners, so it's kind of I feel like since we've been talking about the same movie so much, it all kind of seems unsurprising. But one thing I will say um, is I didn't expect Hidden Figures to break out so much and get so many um, nominations. I mean, I love yeah. that movie and it's great, but I really didn't think it was going to get a Best Picture nom. Um, and if we want to like go over to um, the SAG Awards mm. and pivot to that, I didn't expect it to win anything there, but it won the um, ensemble, um, the Best Ensemble Award, which is like a pretty big predictor of um, a good predictor for like Oscars. So I thought that was pretty awesome. That's kind of surprising too that it didn't go to Moonlight, but still great i mean True. like I, I still haven't seen hidden figures i was just looking at movie times the other day because i was like maybe i should go see that this weekend finally <laughs> you should it's it's like the perfect feel-good inspiring antidote for our times yeah i mean aren't the uh the actors who were nominated for outstanding performance at the sag awards i think those are the same nominees as the oscars except oh oh yeah like one exception oh yeah it is pretty close oh yeah except uh, except emily blunt <laughs> Poor girl on the train. That is so weird to me. So weird. I don't, I mean, that's a really bad movie. I think that's <laughs> so like bad. the Hacksaw Ridge of lady movies. But you know, I'd rather watch The Girl on the Train than Hacksaw Ridge if I had to choose. <laughs> you know what? I would too, just for that scene of Emily Blunt like running drunk. Which is like, like every scene. <laughs> which is just like trying to creep away like a cartoon that's drunk and like being all sneaky like no one can see me I'm wasted I just uh, think that any performance where any performance that's this divided and people say either it was a great drunk performance or a terrible drunk performance usually means it's just terrible like you shouldn't be able to question a drunk performance yeah it's just, no it's pretty clear uh yeah I mean there was some there was some 
weird kind of surprises at the SAG Awards too. I mean, outstanding performance in a drama series for Stranger Things mm-hmm. instead of like Westworld or Game of Thrones or yeah, The Crown, which crown. is like suddenly everyone's favorite thing. Sarah Paulson. Oh, yeah. People versus OJ, which is about to be on Netflix or is on Netflix as of today, I think, oh, maybe. Exciting. I know. I, I'm trying to not rewatch it. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, because like I should be watching like things I haven't seen. So oh, like right. I actually just recently started watching Mozart in the Jungle finally. Oh. What do you think of it? Yeah. I like it so far. I watched oh, a couple nice. episodes. Jason Schwartzman showed up in the second episode, which is not surprising given <laughs> it's a Roman Coppola show, but uh made me very happy because he is my imaginary husband or like one of five so <laughs> you have five imaginary husbands we, yeah it's like him jeff goldblum elliot gould oh, right. keanu reeves oh right 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 adam driver <laughs> it's like five right yeah you can have more <laughs> that's fine yeah someday someday we'll we'll all live happily ever after together <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, gosh, it's I feel just kind of like bored by award season. I'm like looking at all these things and I'm like, mm. oh, outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble. That's the thing about the SAG Awards is I admire that they have stunt categories, which I think the Oscars really should. They should. I'd like to see um, that. But yeah, I, I'm not surprised that Hacksaw Ridge won because I guess there are lots of people flying in the air lit on fire. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's brave or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nocturnal animals for stunt ensemble. That's kind of a weird Are one. Are there any like, stunts in that movie? Aaron Taylor Johnson sitting on a toilet? Maybe <laughs> like, Adam's double turning the page of a book. <laughs> so <laughs> graceful. <laughs> so subtle. <laughs> but like the stunt double who got a paper cut instead of Amy Adams. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta uh, recognize them. Yeah, I honestly, honestly kind of surprised like Game of Thrones got it over something like Daredevil or Luke Cage, which I think is more, you know, a little a little more martial arts heavy. So I think that you know, or f- different fighting styles. It's I still true. haven't watched Luke Cage. <laughs> oh, I haven't either. I'm bad about that. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for Jessica Jones season two, and they keep telling me it's going to be like years now, and I'm not happy about it. Like I don't care about your stupid defenders. I don't care about any <laughs> of these other jackasses. I want more Jessica Jones. <laughs> They're trying to hold you over with all the other ones. I don't care about all the other ones. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I want more. Like, you have, like, a really great female superhero show, and you're like, oh, you're going to wait, like, three years to see more. <laughs> we'll just give you one season, and then that's it for a while. Ugh. It's garbage. Yeah, there's nothing else I'm, like, oh, super man. stoked on. No. Um. I mean... What was there was something else in the Oscar nominees I wanted to that I, I caught my eye for a second. Oh, the visual effects category, oh, which right. we didn't really talk about. Um, Rogue One, that's like, you know, the only time that's going to get recognized. True. And deserving. Yeah, it Very has deserving. really great visual effects. The, yeah. the battle sequences, the attacks and stuff. I mean, those are just like breathtaking. Yeah, totally stunning. Yeah, I mean, really makes up for the really terrible CG Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> it does. I don't know. It's like, how do you nail all that other stuff and, like, not... I don't know. Like, it... 
Like how like social network came out like how many years ago and did that way better. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, they should have uh should have decided against the CG peoples. Mm. Doctor Strange, I think, is an interesting one too, because I think if you think of like some of the action sequences are not that amazing, but all of the psychedelic sequences and all of those big like set pieces in the city with it like mm. turning and like, yeah, like the, um, style like the mirror dimension or the mirror realm whatever it's called yeah those were pretty awesome definitely i mean like that is a uh it is honestly i see a lot of you know we see a lot of movies with like psychedelic imagery in it and it always just seems kind of like hokey this is the first time i watched a movie where i was like i feel like I'm on mushrooms, but I'm not. Like, this is literally exactly what it looks like to be on mushrooms. <laughs> and How feel, did they do this? And it doesn't feel like too much. You're not like, no. cause you could easily overwhelm your audience with like these crazy psychedelic visuals for way too much of the movie. But I felt like it was like the perfect amount blended with the rest. I mean, I thought it was the best part of the movie, honestly, were the visuals. Yeah, I have to say, like, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan of the Jungle Book. Like, I think it's fine. I don't dislike it. It's just kind of like whatever. I mean, but it does have some really good visual effects. And when you look at like the before and after stuff, too, from the making of like, it's like crazy how much effort went into that. I mean, pretty much none of that movie existed. They like made that entire movie <laughs> in a computer. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah. I think all of these visual... I haven't seen Deepwater Horizon, but everything else no. I think is... Um, I don't know who would win. It's, it's like seems like a pretty tough competition. I mean, Kubo would be amazing um, mm -hmm. if that doesn't already get um, best animated. But yeah, these are all pretty great picks. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So, I mean, we also had the PGA Awards were recently. Right. The Producers Guild. The People With Monies Guild. <laughs> And, of course, uh, La La Land. Yeah, Not yeah. Motion, motion picture. But these are all, like, outstanding producer of. So these are all, like, awarded to the producers. Like, good for you for investing in this. Yeah. You are smart. Thanks for giving <laughs> us your money. But the interesting thing uh, about um, the PGAs is that since, what is it? Um, I think since 2009, every PGA winner has won the Oscar except last year. What was, was it last year? Um, the big short one, the PGA. What one best picture last year? Remind me. <laughs> the Revenant. Ugh. So, yeah, I mean, I already think La La Land's going to win best picture. I'm not, like, I haven't changed my mind since I first predicted that, and I think this is just furthering that. Yeah, so I feel like this just kind of secures La La Land's best picture win. Unless we have some, like, beautiful upset Moonlight wins. But I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of hope. I really would love to see Moonlight sweep the Oscars because La La Land seems like the obvious choice. And I have no I have no ill feelings about La La Land. I think it's a pleasant, charming movie. I do believe it has flaws like everything else. And I just don't know. But it's just such a white movie. It is so white. It is pretty white. It's really white. Like, it's super white. I mean... <laughs> And I like it. I'm just saying, like, but it's really white. And I want, especially this year, like right now in our country, in this time, please do not give all the Oscars to this pleasant white people movie. Right. And that's the thing is La La Land is pleasant. Like, I also, I like it. I don't, I, I totally get the backlash and the criticisms, but like, I enjoy it. 
but still, it's like a pleasant movie compared to Moonlight, which is a phenomenal piece of filmmaking from a black filmmaker about a black experience that you never see in film like that, you know. To, to recognize that would be such a huge statement on the part of the Oscars. And like you say, something that would just make this year feel a little bit more bearable and hopeful. And I'm not even saying they should give it to them to make a statement. I mean, like, let's set that aside. If you compare those two, two films, Moonlight is a much better film. It is yeah. powerful. It is visceral. Like, I had a roller coaster of emotions. Like, I felt everything that he felt the entire time. I like identified with all of it and I am a white girl <laughs> like, and I identified with those feelings. And that's, I think powerful, like for a movie about someone from a culture and a life that is so different than your own to get you to identify with their feelings and their emotional journey. That's really, really powerful. Yeah. Not many films do that. No, I didn't identify emotionally with La La Land. I identified with, like, being charmed. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but could, do we think there could be, like, a sneaky winner? Like, um, if it's not La La Land or Moonlight or Manchester, do we think that something else could win? Like, let's just, like, <sighs> we go totally crazy. Like, what's the most wild choice? I mean, I think it would either be it would either be Hell or High Water or Hacksaw oh, Ridge. No. Like I'm telling you, like I can't imagine those words being said as the final award winner that night. I can't <laughs> I can't see that in our future. Who's announcing best picture? Is it like Leonardo DiCaprio? He's gonna be like And the Oscar goes to Hacksaw Ridge. No. And then I mean that would just be like the perfect the perfect story for our times. But I, yeah, I, I mean, like, I just wrote an essay about this last week, like about how Mel Gibson is like the Donald Trump of this year's Oscars. Yeah. I mean, they're not entirely dissimilar. I'm just saying, um, yeah, it just feels really, I mean, like, I can't, I mean, like, look, the Oscars have a history of nominating white dudes who do bad things in their personal lives and the, <sighs> I don't really want to get into it right now, but I mean, so like, it's not surprising that they would just like overlook that, but I'm just saying though, we just elected Donald Trump. Can we not elect Mel Gibson? <laughs> like, can we just not? <laughs> I second that. That would be like the, I think that would be like the, the biggest upset would be Hacksaw Ridge. The weirdest, like out of left field thing would be like hell or high water, which is just basically like low rent, no country for old men. I have, like, a th I don't have a theory, but, like, it could be a wacky thing if somehow Hidden Figures won. That would be great. Like, I don't think, it, I don't know, it could, but I'm looking at all of the previous winners of the SAG Ensemble Award, and last year was um, Spotlight, and then before that was Birdman, um, and then two years before that it was Argo. So, I mean, I don't know, they, they, are, they do select films that are usually in the frontrunner category, and... Hidden Figures isn't necessarily a front runner right now, so I don't know. It could uh, suddenly sweep, but um, but then again, for Hidden Figures to win over Moonlight would also be a weird, interesting choice because while it's like a very wonderful, feel-good movie with really great performances, it's not on the same level that Moonlight's operating on. I mean, opinion. few things are really. I don't. Right. I'm just really glad that there's not a new Inuritu movie this year because you're an Inuritu hater, aren't you? 
I really am. I think he is obnoxious as a filmmaker. He is obnoxious. Like I really, mm, I, I don't. Him. Yeah, we we are divided. <laughs> I know. I like. I hate the Revenant. I was like miserable the whole time I was watching it, and I was just like, it was so long. And but now looking at Hacksaw Ridge in comparison, that I mean, that just makes the Revenant look like a masterpiece. Oh, to me I mean, the Revenant's ten million times better than Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> I just hate, like, I, uh, in that and Birdman, it's like, it's this freaking awful narcissism where, like, look, directors often make themselves characters in their own films, but usually in a way that I, at least I think makes more narrative sense or at least is, like, more compatible with what they're doing, the stories they're telling. The Revenant is, like, him just constantly reminding you that he's making this movie. Like that he is filming this movie. Like constantly like water on the lens. Right, but like DiCaprio it, looking straight into the camera. It looks pretty great though, right? I mean it looks yeah, I mean it looks great. I mean I would say the cinematography is great. I think the the actual action and like the camera movements are terrible. Like, I mean, I think Inuritu comes very close to ruining the cinematography with the way he shoots his action. Wow. Okay. I really do. Like, I find his style really horrible and painful to watch. All right. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, for more on The Revenant, Aaron did a really great es- visual essay about it. Oh, thanks. So check that out that on you our hate. YouTube channel. <laughs> Uh, I don't agree with oh, wait, it, but I, I do realized, think it's the greatest. <laughs> I just realized that I inaccurately said earlier that the, that the Revenant won Best Picture. It didn't. It was Spotlight. Oh, yeah, you're right. You so, are correct. Yeah, I am. Um, I forgot. I, that swept so much that like my memory just remembered that the Revenant won. But no, it just won like director, actor, and cinematographer. So if anyone was like, oh my god, you're wrong in the YouTube comments, I hope you kept listening and learned that I am right. <laughs> Please, like most of the people that click on our podcast, listen for two minutes just long enough to say something awful, and we have to turn off the comments. We should just open the podcast saying how much we love Mel Gibson and Hacksaw Ridge to like tease them and like hook them in, <laughs> and then they'll be stuck, and then they'll hear how much we hate it. I don't know. Just we should just the like supporters. there should be a podcast where we just open it, just like you know, screw feminism. It's so stupid. We don't need more female directors. <laughs> Give all the white movies the awards. Yeah. Mel Gibson's the greatest of all time. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't even know. Okay, so <laughs> I guess the, so. what's our, our prediction is like La La Land's probably going to sweep the Oscars is what we're thinking. I think that's where I'm at right now. I think it's, I think it's going to get best picture and they might give Barry Jenkins director in that case, or it could flip-flop. And if Moonlight somehow wins picture, they'll give Chazelle, director. I feel like it's going to be a toss-up between those two. Yeah, it was... I'm looking again. Jackie was not nominated for cinematography. You know, I'm just not really Insane. pleased with these nominees. No, nope. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Jackie and Moonlight are, like, the best movies of the year, so... He and The Handmaiden. So much. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we... I don't know, yeah... So who needs well, the Oscars? Uh, so February twenty sixth. That's the uh, that's the next. Or that's uh, that's when the Oscars air. I thought for some reason I thought it was next weekend. That's weird. Um, 
and then we'll have what we'll have a podcast episode right after that to talk about how awful it was i'm sure or maybe how good it is who knows who's hosting jimmy kimmel yeah which you know he did okay at the emmys can he get Meryl to like read mean tweets about herself? That would be kind of great. That would be awesome. Just get Meryl up on stage the whole time with Viola. They're just I'm reading happy. mean tweets that like Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn sent. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh God, that would be great if they would make fun of that moment though. That would I mean, be amazing. How rude were their faces? They were also like it's like their minds were being blown and like I can't believe. These women are speaking right now. <laughs> How dare them? Uh, yeah, so maybe we'll maybe we'll get more of that. Um, any other predictions for what's going to happen? Um, I think it's just going to be expected. You know, Viola is going to win supporting. Uh, Emma Stone's probably going to win Best Actress because the world <laughs> is terrible. Um, yeah, out of anyone in that category, she's my least favorite. I mean, I'll even take a Meryl over her just so I can see Meryl have a speech honestly. Yeah, it's not even that Emma Stone is bad. She's very good and she elevates some kind of weak material for her character. Definitely. But... But in comparison. Yeah, in comparison to these others, no way. I kind of hope Allied wins for costume design, even though the costumes aren't that memorable, just so they could maybe play a clip uh, from the movie with, um, oh, what's his name? The British actor. (laughs) <laughs> you know, was oh, it the guy who like doesn't have an eye or something? Oh, you, who? Oh God, what's his name? Oh, now I have to look it up. I don't know it. I'm totally screwed this up. I didn't see <laughs> Allied, so I don't know. Oh my God, there's this amazing uh, Jared Harris. There's this amazing oh. scene with Jared Harris, which I feel like any movie where Jared Harris is there, there's always an amazing scene with Jared Harris who always says something wacky. And in this one, uh, he's trying because he's like a one of the like government agent people and he's trying to get Brad Pitt like off to the side for a little DL powwow and Brad Pitt, his character's name is Max. And so he has some pet chickens at his house. I don't know either, but then there's this amazing scene where Jared Harris is trying to get him away from this party. And he's like, show me your chickens, Max. And it's like very serious. Show me your chickens, Max. And I just like, I want I would love to see that at the Oscars. That would be beautiful. Uh, oh, do you think that Harrison Ford will fulfill Carrie Fisher's wish for the in memoriam? Wait, remind me what Carrie Fisher's wish was? I think it's for him to sing. Oh. For her. Ooh. That would be kind of amazing. Yeah. So I mean, why not? I it's wonder... like the perfect opportunity. Who else? They haven't announced who is performing in memoriam, have they? No. Um, who did it last year? Was it like Glenn Close? I have no memory of it. That seems, that seems right. Uh, yeah, it, I don't really remember it either. I, I want to say it was like, it was someone very like solemn and serious. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just like, yeah, Carrie Fisher just wanted him to sing. That was it. Like, I asked him if he would be in my death reel and if he would sing. It's just something I want, she said. That's amazing. I. That's my most anticipated moment now. He just needs to go, like, toss a couple back with Jimmy Buffett, and uh, <laughs> he'll be ready to go. It can happen. Yeah, he can sing Margaritaville. It'd be great. 
<laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's it. Like, I don't really have anything else going. I just, I really hope we see Harrison Ford sing, and I really hope La La Land doesn't win everything. Same. Fingers crossed. Right. Moonlight wins. All right, let's go Moonlight. All right, until next time. Thanks for listening. You can get new episodes of And the Podcast Goes To on iTunes and YouTube. For more of the latest movie and TV news, head to ScreenCrush.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and follow us on Instagram and Snapchat at the username ScreenCrush.